Welcome to Ono, oh Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. I'm Ross Blotcher. <laughs> this is my radio voice. Welcome to radio. This episode, we'll be talking about Flat Earth. This is a third in a series about the theory that the Earth is actually flat and not round. Yes, it is. And thank you, Carrie. Yes, no problem. Ross, is it? We would like to take you to North Carolina for a Flat Earth convention. And you are there. That's right. They had an actual Flat Earth International Conference. Yeah. The first I'm ever. Back. or oh, Welcome back, <laughs> actual Carrie. This was the first ever, or as we were told, the first in 500 years. Yes. There was a big lead up to this. Meaning a, good, a lot of human history. Everybody sent us links about the Flat Earth Conference. <laughs> we already knew about it. We were well aware. But we try to keep our stuff a secret a bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. So dozens of people sent us this link. And we were like, we know, we know. But we couldn't go in person because they sold out. Yeah. We were working out our schedules to make sure we could go because it was oddly placed on a Thursday and a Friday. Yeah. November 9th and 10th. Year of Our Lord, 2017. And we had kind of cleared our schedules. Cool, we can do this. And I was going to be giving a talk at Skepticon uh-huh. that weekend in Missouri. thought, okay, cool. I'll go to this Flat Earth convention and then I'll go to Skepticon. And so we went to pay our $150 per person to register for this conference. And they said, we don't want your Earth money. We're all sold out. They were sold out. The Flat Earth conference yeah, it, had too many people. It's a hit. Carrie even sent in a request and said, hey, can we get a press pass? Yep, and no response. Though, from what they were saying, a lot of media was there as well. Oh, okay. So yeah, we didn't get to go join in on this conference. But the one thing that was available on their website was a $27 all-access online pass. So you yeah, could watch- Yeah, live stream. Yeah, you could watch the live streaming. And we said, let's do that we'll then. We'll do that. So we didn't get to see the whole conference. We're just going to give you some highlights of what we did get to see. In the midst of our lives, we would- duck into this website whenever we could and watch Flat Earth videos. And then the videos were only available supposedly for 72 hours after the conference, though it looks like maybe they're still available like they're for a bit more. Still there, yeah. And it seems like they're still selling the digital access. And I'm getting the feeling that they're already making them available on YouTube. So okay. I'm guessing, if not already, you listeners soon will be able to watch the many, many hours yeah. available online. So uh, knock yourselves out. Become convinced. It's the plain truth. So this was taking place in Cary, North Carolina. Hey! C-A-R-Y. What a great place to be. (laughs) Cary, North Carolina. (laughs) Cary, North Carolina. I was just debating, like, can I do it? There's too many syllables. (laughs) Let me say it once again. (laughs) And that's just out of Raleigh. And it was hosted by Crypto's Media and Creation Cosmology Institute. You Uh, may remember Crypto's Media from its CelebrateTruth.org website and its documentaries Scientism Exposed and Scientism Exposed 2, or you may not remember it from those things because they're fairly obscure. (laughs) And that company appears to be owned or at least run by a guy named Robbie Davidson, and he was also the main host of this event, not the MC, but the organizer. Yeah, so I caught the very beginning of this conference. May I tell you about it? Please do. (laughs) So... 
Robbie came out to give the very first intro. Before he came out, they had a video introducing him that had that Scientology voice. Okay. So it dramatically introduced him. This event is 500 years in the making. And then Robbie Davidson comes out and someone doesn't cut the sound cue. So it just loops over again. Oh, right. over. <laughs> Whoopsie. The 500 years was an allusion to Martin Luther declaring separation from the Catholic Church. Ah, 500 okay. years ago, almost on the dot. I heard mention of Martin Luther too. So that makes sense. Uh, here it is. Okay. October 31st, 1517, Luther defiantly nailed a copy of his 95 theses to the door at at the Wittenberg Castle Church. Okay, there you go. So close to 500 years. But why Why would that have to do with the flat earth? Because they are defiant too. They are defiant to the powers that be. The powers that be Catholic? Yes, exactly. Right. Okay, Catholic's bad. So you may remember that from our Amazing, Amazing Facts, Facts episodes. Amazing fact, they're still bad. <laughs> Sorry, Catholics. So I looked up Robbie Davidson right away. He doesn't believe the Las Vegas shooting was real. Cool, man. So already really good what, standard really? of evidence. I mean, I guess yeah. it was only a matter of time, but I hadn't even heard that yet. Yep. He's a Las Vegas shooter truther. So he comes out, he gives a little intro. Okay. <laughs> Not a super charismatic guy, but comes out and he says, we have no problem with true science. Of course. It's yeah. Just science this, is good. Right. It's just this fake science. Fake science doesn't agree with us. Right. So he said, they'll debate a scientist on these issues anytime, but no one will come do it. Where are they? Why won't they debate us? What do you think? Why won't they debate them? Because it's beneath them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, I always have trouble with this. Is it better to engage faulty logic or not? That's, uh, right. that's a real tough a debate I've heard good arguments for on both sides. Yeah, do you say, for okay, sure. it's important to clarify the truth and answer honest questions with honest answers, and the people who are on the sidelines need to see that? Or does it just give a platform to ideas that shouldn't be given credibility? Yeah, I think credibility, that's the key. Does it lend credibility to them because you're almost implicitly calling them a worthy adversary? Exactly, because that's what many people take away from it. Oh, there's two sides to this. Right. It's a really tough call, though. I don't don't claim to have the answer to that one. Yeah, me neither. I, I really can't see both sides of that. Okay, so he also said, I'm just waiting for the day that they stop talking about boats coming over the horizon. Is that the best you got? Uh -huh. And then he goes, it's been over two years. I was like, two years? So I think this guy's just been doing his activism for two years, maybe? I, I think there were a lot of references in this conference to two years, two and a half years, because it seems like that's the time in which this has really taken off. Right. Because all of a sudden, Flat Earth became a thing again, and it was really Mark Sargent with his videos, and then all these big YouTube channels kind of took off around that same time. But it's just funny. No, actually, it hasn't been two years. It's been hundreds of years uh -huh. that people have been making this point about boats on the horizon. I'm glad you caught up two years ago. Yeah, you've been paying attention for two years. <laughs> okay, so then he said one of my favorite things. He said, I want to make it clear that this isn't a religious thing. Mm -hmm. We come from all different faiths and backgrounds, though I'm a Christian. 
I come at this as a Christian organizer and there's like thunderous applause. So it's like, okay, well, a lot of people are in on the religious aspect. I think we want to make this clear right here that this is a religious thing. It absolutely is. He even mentioned at one point that we have all types of people here except atheists. Yes, exactly. He said, I haven't haven't met an atheist yet. There are no atheists in Flat Earth. But if you are an atheist, please come and talk to me because I haven't met you yet. Right. And it seemed like it was with that kind of attitude of not even being able to imagine such a thing would exist. Now, I'm sure there are some flat earthers who don't have like a specific traditional religious faith Mm -hmm. because I did ask at the meetup a couple of people like, so what's your religious background? I think some of those people are more spiritual, not religious, new age even. They'd say something like, oh, you know, higher power, but no like specific organized religion. Okay, so... Robbie goes on and says, we've got to be patient with everyone who doesn't get it yet. You know, we were all there once. We used to believe in a round earth. And this is really funny to me because I've been in a number of different activist movements. Mm -hmm. And this is a point that's always made, you know, like in the animal rights community. You don't want to pound this stuff down people's throat. We all used to eat meat once. You know, be delicate with people, etc. Fair point. Oh, yeah. It's a a good tactic. It's just funny to hear it. (laughs) Parroted back for flat earth. Sure. He said, we're not 100% sure which model of the Earth makes sense. Mm -hmm. We just know it's flat. uh, But (laughs) that's what we're 100% on is that we all know we are being lied to. There are a lot of people, it seems, at the conference who are championing different versions of the flat Earth. Exactly. And they fight. They fight over which one is right. And there was a little nod to the infighting within the group there. Lots of references. Yeah. He mentioned, oh, there are people that we invited who didn't want to come. And, you know, that's okay. I Mm -hmm. mean, I'm all about forgiveness. So we're just going to, you know, they're always welcome to come. And very clearly, he was referring to Eric Dubay. Oh, okay. Who had been invited to speak and had turned them down and said they were all shills or whatever. Oh, really? Did you hear that later? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, he said flat earthers are often chewing each other out online without ever having met. Also a problem in like every movement or community. But he says this conference is going to be in the history books. Do you think it will? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Bec- it would only be in the history books if it sprouted some gigantic movement. And I'm, yeah. uh, I hope it doesn't. I think it could be in a history book about the modern flat earth movement, oh, which I could see sure. a cultural anthropologist writing or something. Right, but not one that actual students would get in middle school. Uh, exactly. So he says, I want to thank God. Without God, this wouldn't ever happen. And I want people to recognize that. Because this isn't a religious thing, Nope, Ross. not religious. Uh, and that's what he said. The one thing I'd like to say is there's no atheist in Flat Earth. If you are, please talk to me after. I haven't run into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but still not religious. So then he introduced us to the MC of the night, Rick Hummer. One of the first of many solidly built white men without hair. Oh, okay. Was on that the a tops running of their theme? Heads. Yes, there are quite a few that match that description. Now, I can't... Picture him right now when you say solidly built. Was he like muscular? Let me pull up a picture. I took screen grabs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Muscular guy. Shaved his head. Yeah, Rick Hummer comes out. He's going to be our MC for this event. And all of these videos are shot against a black background. There's some kind of drapes or something behind them. And they've got this lectern and their Flat Earth Conference logo. I assume that's what it's for, but it's like on yellow, there's a black C, Mm -hmm. and then inside of that is an F, 
that I think is doubling as an E because you can't see the bottom of the F. Yeah, it's one of those, what do you call that where you take a bunch of letters and you superimpose them on each other? Like J.R.R. Tolkien's famous signature. Like a monogram? Yeah. It's not the most lovely design, but I guess it gets the idea across. Does the job? Okay, so Rick Hummer tells us the reason that they tell us the earth is round is because they're trying to hide God, our creator. This isn't a religious thing. This isn't a religious thing. Just to be clear, he congratulates the speakers on their courage and standing by their beliefs publicly. Oh, and I think he clarified on the God thing that love of money is the root of all evil. Oh, uh, right. Because this is there's a financial motive. That's why they're selling us this yarn about the earth. And then he said, there's a lot of mashed potatoes out there. And I, I okay. think the way he said it and the context it was in, it sounded like that was his cute word for nonsense. Just a lot of mashed potatoes. Well, Thanksgiving's coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. But I love I love that, if that's what that means. Yeah. So we mentioned Mark Sargent in previous episodes. He's a big flat earth guy on YouTube. Yeah, and it seems like he really kicked off this modern movement yeah. with all of his flat earth videos. And then there are a bunch of other people who joined in. But yeah, this was the first person he'd encountered. Yeah, so he went and watched five YouTube videos and realized something was going on. And he realized that Mark Sargent was including his personal phone number on the YouTube videos. And he said, I realized this guy is crazy, but in a good way. <laughs> so Rick Hummer was there to introduce us to our first proper speaker, which was Daryl Marble, the guy who took the level onto the plane. Hey, oh yeah, we mentioned this video in one of our previous episodes. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It is a video that went, you could say it went viral, yeah? That's Daryl as uh, you would normally spell Daryl, D-A-R-R-Y-L-E. Daryl took a spirit level on a plane. And so, okay, I think the point he was trying to make is that as a plane goes around the earth, if the earth is curved, it has to allow for that curve by tilting its nose down every once in a while to follow the curve of the earth. I'm just picturing people on a plane together every now and then just feeling this little, as we all like correct downward. (laughs) I think we'd remember that. Well, yeah, he thinks we don't do it. But the level. The bubble kept staying in the middle. Right. Which means that it was in fact flat. Ipso facto. If you picture a plane going around the earth, gravity is just pulling it no matter where it is going around the earth. Yep. Gravity pulls us to the center of the earth, not quote unquote down. It's that error where you haven't realized that there is a fully good explanation in the opposing model for that behavior. Uh And like he just doesn't realize that for a ball shaped earth, Mm -hmm. that the same would be true, the same behavior. I ran into the same problem in a Flat Earth Facebook group I'm in, where I almost find myself trying to coach them into better arguments. Right. Because, yeah, I'll I'll be thinking, well, what you're saying doesn't really make sense for the globe view. So let me me help you restructure this. And I'm like, what am I doing? Right, right, right. Um, Doing your work for you. Yeah. Even though he will say very little in this talk, he will make nearly no points. Yeah, I gave up somewhere after a few minutes of his talk. So I was like, oh, you're really not going to say much, are you? He doesn't, but he's so engaging. He's such a charismatic guy that I really felt like I wanted to keep watching him. Okay. Yeah. He said other people bring all the equations and statistics and I bring the energy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's a fun guy. So he says... I want everyone to look around and notice there are no tinfoil hats here. 
we're just all normal people with an abnormal perspective on reality. Okay. Love it. There was also a common theme of speakers talking about what bad students they were. Oh, really? And he said that too, like, oh, yeah, I wasn't a great student or anything. Mm, hmm. Interesting. Weird. <laughs> so he says he doesn't have any background that really ties into this topic. He's not a scientist, but he was in the military as a supply sergeant. Okay. Okay. That is a job. So he gives his background. He was in the military. Then he got married, got divorced, then met another woman who was open-minded. And together, they looked at various conspiracy theories. And that's the term he used. He said okay. conspiracy theories. He mentioned 9-11. He mentioned Sandy Hook. Blew right past that. The Illuminati, Bilderberg Group. Oh, wow. Into, yeah. A lot of conspiracy theories here. And it sounded like he believed all of those conspiracy theories. And he said, and at that point, I had to take a step back because once you start thinking this way, the world becomes really scary and dark. I'm thinking, yeah, I bet. <laughs> he said, nothing is what it seems to be. So he had to step away for a little bit for his mental health. And too bad he didn't stay away longer. Yeah. But he did hit this serious low point about 18 months ago. He said everything was terrifying. He had to detach. So he buried his head in something called Marvel Contest of Champions. Okay. I assume that's a video game. Oh, yeah. Okay. A mobile fighting game. Okay. Wasn't familiar with that. But then he got involved in politics and he started paying attention when Donald Trump was running for president. Huh. So, so he's like, I started looking into Hillary Clinton and I realized, dude, the body count, right? A uh, body count of like people that Hillary Clinton has killed? Has killed, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, mm, okay. It's like, and then everyone cheers and applauds him, and he's like, it's not safe to be her friend, man. So I took a sigh of relief when Clinton didn't win. Phew. And I felt better after that. <laughs> I wonder how much Trump is just a symptom of the same underlying problem in society and how much he has encouraged these conspiracy theories. Mm, yeah. Since he was, you know, a birther from early on. And yep. He himself has a conspiratorial mind. Very much. Yeah, so our friend Daryl stepped away from politics for a bit now that he knew everything was going to be okay because Donald Trump is president. And during that period, that's when he figured out Flat Earth. And how's everything now, Carrie? Is everything fine? Yeah, everything's perfect now. Okay, okay. Like for a little bit, it was like, I don't know. But now it's like, oh, everything's <laughs> fine. So he watched Under the Dome, which was a- Under the Dome, do 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 <laughs> <laughs> Under the dome. Do, do, do. I remember that one. Was that was a, a good song. Yeah, it was a miniseries on Netflix about a mermaid and a crab. So after a Netflix binge on that, he said, you know, after a Netflix binge, you just have an emptiness in your heart because there's nothing left. So he looked for more <laughs> episodes online of Under the Dome. And what he found uh, was a mark. should have just watched Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> totally, which is very good. Have you been watching Stranger oh, Things? Oh, yeah. Do you like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Stranger Things. He found a video called Under the dome by mark Sargent. what Recurring a happy theme accident here. yeah so that's when you realize the world lies to us they tell us vaccines work they tell us the earth is round mm. <laughs> these people can't leave it at just one nonsense one mashed potatoes theory 
they I'm, have I'm to feeling, involve I'm feeling that, that sensation you get after you've watched like a whole Netflix series. And you just feel an emptiness inside? Yeah, there's nothing left. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I'm just feeling mashed potatoes about the whole thing. He had a great t-shirt, by the way. It said, hashtag F-E offensive. Oh, okay. And it was against that flat earth that we've seen. Meaning offensive like on a sports team, not like I'm offended. Right, like the best defense is a good offense. Right. So he watched a bunch more videos, etc. Eventually decided to buy a level at Lowe's. And he pulls out the very level. <gasps> and a guy Famous in the audience level. goes, yes! <laughs> yeah. So he's like, okay, I was going to go on a plane and visit my daughter for her 10th birthday. So I thought this is the perfect opportunity. So he takes the level, he tests it on the way there, and figures he'll film it on the way back. And I set up the camera and... You know the rest, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's what he's known for. Uh, So he puts the video on Facebook for friends and later finds out that a co-worker took the video, put it on a Reddit thread. And when he had put the video up, he had 27 subscribers and now he has over 22,000. 22,919. Oh, there you go. That's almost 23,000. Earlier today. Yeah. So he had 7,500 views on that video when someone wrote an article about it on IFL Science. Stands for I fucking love science. And that person called him a moron. And he was like, that really stung. That really stung. Mm. Um, And then he's like, now I need some advice. If anyone has advice on suing this journalist because they used my real name. (laughs) You're cocking your head at me like that's a weird thing to say. That's a mashed potatoes thing to say. Yeah, because they're just reporting news. Uh Uh-huh. That's correct. Okay. Uh, You (laughs) write something on Facebook. You wanted to sue them for using his (laughs) real name. Yeah. All right. Very strange. How'd that um, go? Uh, I don't think he did sue anyone. He just wants advice about it. Okay. So give him an email if oh, you want to Oh, here's our advice. There's, there's, don't do it. There's there's no grounds. <laughs> there's no tort for you to turn to. <laughs> then he got his dad on board with his flat earth views. And he's like, it takes time for these seeds to grow, man. It takes corn like 90 days to grow. So imagine how long it takes of you to grow. I'd never directly compared <laughs> corn seeds with truth, but I'm sure but, there's a know. relevant parallel there. <laughs> And he says, if you Google spirit level guy, I'm the spirit level guy. Let me try it. Spirit level guy. Boom, right at the top there. Flat earth proof spirit level flight experiment. There you go. Wait, let's see how many views. I'm going to say 800,000. Pretty darn close. 1,055,000. Okay. I'm going to see if my TED talk beats that Okay. A, as a petty competition. You got 1.3 million. Oh, just barely beat him. Yeah. 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 Take that. Spirit level guy. Okay. So he says, this conference is the time to forge lifelong friendships, join a local meetup, which we did. It actually kind of reminded me of when we went to the vaccine march and they were like, this is your tribe. Stay in contact. Mm -hmm. These are your people. Kind of the same vibe here. Oh, yeah. That's this whole conference. Everybody's been the lone voice in the wilderness, outcast amongst their family and peers. And now they get to go hang out with each other. Yeah. Can you imagine if like someone shows up to your Thanksgiving dinner and is like, hey, you ever thought about how the earth is flat? That would be a hard thing to wrap your mind around. It could happen in my family. Yeah. My, my cousin 
Catherine, uh-huh. is recently a new convert to the Flat Earth movement because okay. that's the flavor of the day. But for a long time, she's been telling me how we didn't land on the moon. Okay. Humanity. Oh, you and I? Hum- oh. <laughs> <laughs> people in general. Chemtrails are a clear and present danger. Mm. The Illuminati runs everything. Okay. Vaccines are horrible, and Bill Gates is trying to kill the world. And, oh, goodness, it goes on and on. Oh, but no. yeah, now she's on the flat earth train. <laughs> and she had invited me to a flat earth group and even suggested, hey, you should do this for your podcast thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thought, oh, well, hi, Catherine. We're on it. Hello. I hope you're listening, and I hope you get something out of it. We get along great. Great when we see each other, but online. A little tougher. Yeah, we have different political views too. Oh, interesting. Even long before she got into all this like heavy conspiracy stuff, she was also, she's been religious for many years. Mm-hmm. And Well, this isn't a religious thing. No. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's separate. But she had also told all her kids that condoms can't stop AIDS. Oh, no. And all these lies about abortion as well. She's been an anti-abortion activist for many years and Jeez. gone to protest outside of abortion clinics. So, yep, that's my cousin, Catherine. Okay. Will you see her at Thanksgiving? No. She lives in Idaho. Ah, okay. Where the corn takes 90 days to grow. Much like a thought. Yeah. (laughs) So Daryl had some good advice. He says, if you want to get the word out, here's all you need to do. Okay. Paint the words, the earth is flat on the side of your car. Okay. What if I want to get out a different message? Mm, I think this is the only way and the only message. I can't imagine seeing a car going down the street. It's like, the earth is flat. Like. I really should consider that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you do see that, you know what it means? (laughs) There's a crazy person who rode on the side of their car. It means you're seeing Daryl because he rode it on his car. Sure, or one of the many copycats, I'm sure, around the globe. So he has a van and he rode it on the side of his van and he's like, people stop and take pictures of it. Though I'm not sure that's even legal. And I'm like, Daryl, you need to learn about the law, man. (laughs) You can definitely take a picture of a car in public. (laughs) Oh, boy. So he says, if you're a closet flat earther, then you got to get out of the closet. We need you. And there's applause for that. So he tells us, this is a battle between good and evil. Satan is the one trying to hide the flat earth. It's just common sense. I'm the common sense guy. But this isn't a religious thing. Nope, not a religious thing. Oh, yeah. And then he said, when people think they see the curve through a window at a plane, those are implanted memories. Oh, what? Yes. Implanted memories. Okay. So I guess the Illuminati or some powers that be put those memories in your head. I mean, how is this even falsifiable at that point? Man, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, you can see it from a plane at cruising altitude above 35,000 feet, but that's just implanted. So even when you do see it, you didn't didn't really see see it. it. Cool. Yeah. We're definitely paying attention to our senses. Right? Yeah. I mean, but what this conference, I could say the conference was an implanted memory. I mean, you're just going down a rabbit hole at that point. I could say that four foot owl over there next to you is an implanted memory. What? Oh, yeah. And then he said, this is a pretty great quote. He says, there's not enough weed in Colorado to get high enough to see the curve. Oh, Zing. A little high pun. Love it. Then he made a statement that I think you'll appreciate. Okay. So he talks about how much he loves 
root beer. Uh, yes, I highly appreciate that. So you're finally on board with Daryl yeah. Marble. Yeah, good job, Daryl Marble. So we can be friends now. Is, so what's your favorite brand of beer? Because he said a particular brand. Kind of mainstream brand? Yeah. Okay. I, I almost feel like he's going to be a Barks man because it's got caffeine. But I'm going to go with Dad's. And, ah, and I'd, I'd give. He's probably going to say Mug. I'll give Mug second place. Okay. He said A&W. Oh, that's solid. You've got some right here. Yes, I do. Oh, that's funny. Drew brought that out. Um, I feel like A&W is a little closer to cream soda. I agree. It's really creamy. Which is good. Oh, interesting. I don't but, like cream soda. But I want to put it as one of my favorite root beers. My dad used to buy cream soda and I was always like, this is disgusting. He was the only one in the family who liked it. I'd say dad's is solid. Dad's is a good root beer. Mug needs to be cold and fresh. Oh, okay. He said he loves A&W and someone shouted out, no, man, Barks. And he goes, <laughs> Barks? You kidding me? Barks. A&W <laughs> all the way. Uh, as he's closing his talk, he tells us the tipping point is coming. The numbers are only going to grow. More and more people are believing. Is he still talking about A&W? <laughs> 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 no, the flat earth. Oh, okay. Uh, he mentions the infighting and bickering that needs to go. Then he says, you know, people still believe that you can evolve from monkeys, even though there are still monkeys. Come on. Mm. <laughs> That's not the only time that argument was trotted out. Oh, my God. At this so old school. And then he said, this is one of my favorite things. He said, people think a fish just walked out of water. That's weird. Because every time I've pulled a fish out of water, its evolutionary process ended Almost immediately. That's great. <laughs> Good job, Daryl Marble. That's yes. not evolution. It's murder. Then we got back to Rick Hummer. And Rick Hummer says, you know, it's important to do as many tests on your own as you can. You take the level onto the plane. You measure the moon's cold light. You see how the moon it's makes the everything It's the cold colder. light thing. Oh, yep. my goodness. And then we took a 10-minute break. But- Maybe you want to take a two-minute break and hear about some awesome shows at Max Fun. I have just the thing for you. Oh, sorry about that. Just had to dispatch some goons real quick. Hi, I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly. And when I'm not kicking butt, I'm hosting the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in-depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. So when we came back, Rick Hammer's back, our MC, gives a shout-out to Robbie Davidson, the organizer. MC Hummer? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good botcher. <laughs> so he gives a shout out to Robbie Davidson, who organized the event, says he spent countless hours doing this. Thank God. Thank you so much, Robbie Davidson. Making the world a better place. He asked, who's here from outside the U.S.? A few people applaud. Okay. Uh, who's from the West Coast? A few people applaud. He says, I'm still waiting for PETA to go after NASA for polluting the oceans. Okay. I have a friend who works at PETA, and I immediately texted her and was like, you got a shout out in the Flat Earth uh -huh. comments, and she's like, I don't know how to feel about that. Ocean acidification is a problem. That's true. That we've all contributed to, NASA, yeah. as well as everyone driving a car. Sure. 
Uh, so yeah, then he was kind of just filling time as people sat down, telling bad jokes, responding to anyone who would call out at him. Be like, what? What'd you say? What'd you say? But he finally introduces Jaron Campanella, who will be our next speaker. <laughs> and he gave him a little slight. He was like, now Jaron and I don't agree on everything, but it's still an honor to introduce him. You can just tell like, oh, there's something bigger here that yeah. you know, you're trying to smooth over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be Flatten a bigger out. person about. Yeah, exactly. So Jaron Campanella, whose name is spelled J-E-R-A-N, if you want to look him up. Just as you might not guess. He comes up. So again, we've got a video with very dramatic music that keeps looping and won't turn off. Yes. Uh, so Jaron hosts a stream called Jaronism. All right. People need to name things better. <laughs> Focus group that. My boyfriend, Drew Spears, mm -hmm. is an improviser. And one of his least favorite things is how people name improv troops. He just oh. thinks like most of the names are really obnoxious. Well, they come up with them off the top of their heads. Yeah. See? Ah, they improvise the title. Interesting. You may be opening yourself up for legal action because you just mentioned his full name. <laughs> Just wanted to warn you about that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe you can bleep it. <laughs> this talk is going to be about NASA and the space lies. Or so we're told. This oh. talk is really about nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do a video like most of the videos I do. You all know and watch and love those. But... I wanted to give you something different, so I'm going to give you more of a big picture view. So listen, always do your own research. Don't just trust something I say on a video or Mark Sargent says on a video, etc., etc. Check it out yourself. Fair, yes. Yes, good. Then he says all of space is fake. Hang on, pause, gotta go check that. Not mm. true. <laughs> yeah, he says we're in this predicament because people just listen and trust, right? That's why people think the earth is round. They're just listening to their teachers. So don't repeat that error by just listening to me. Stop and do your own research. Okay, fine, fine. I get it, Jaron. But this will be all of his talk, basically, is him repeating this point. Oh, just to go look everything up for yourself. Go look it up yourself. Okay. So he really doesn't make like any solid argument for the earth being flat. He just kind of keeps harping on this theme. So he tells us most teachers really do want to educate. They don't know that what they're teaching is lies. Okay. Okay, good, yeah. good. Not everybody is a wanton liar. Exactly. I think it sounded like he knows teachers personally, so he was able to escape that faulty thinking. Gotcha. Tells us NASA is hiding God, but this isn't like a religious thing. Nope. Yeah. I remember this once, speaking of other people in my life, there is a gentleman who rents a house out behind my mother-in-law's place. Uh -huh. And uh, one time I was talking with him. He has the anti-Obama bumper sticker on the back of his truck and everything. And he Still. was He was telling me, yeah, as far as I know, he hasn't taken it <laughs> off yet. He was saying that NASA had a photo of heaven and they've been keeping it from us. Holy shit. You know, it's just one of those things like, I don't know how to respond to yeah, that. Yeah, what so, do we do now? That's interesting. Oh, my God. But if a satellite could see it, why can't we see it? It's not like they can cover up every part of the sky. That person's brain works so differently from me that it feels like if we ended up in the same room, it would be like me talking to like a fish. That's a really entertaining thought, you and him in the same room. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yes. You think we'd get along? As long as the conversation didn't go in the wrong zone. <laughs> I actually, I'm really non-combative with stuff like that. Oh, I think in... you'd find him entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I usually go is just like amusement. He's a good old boy. In situations like that, I'm just always like, huh, 
what do I do now? Oh, yeah. So now we get a Carl Sagan shout out. Uh, Yeah. So, Ross, did you know that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence? I am well aware of that. Yeah. Well, the earth being round is an extraordinary claim. Hmm. Because it defies all observation. Okay. Fine. I'll allow that. Yeah. For maybe early humans, that would be an extraordinary claim. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Ordinary and extraordinary claims go through this sort of bell curve, don't they? Where at first the extraordinary claim was that the earth was round. Now the extraordinary claim is that the earth is flat. Yes. So if you take us back 5,000 years or somehow you erase all of our former knowledge, then yes, that would be an extraordinary claim that would require some backing up. But once you have the mountain of evidence, the burden of proof starts going the opposite direction. Exactly. Okay. But not for him. So he says, why are they hiding God and how can we change that? You are a created individual. Everyone was created. You're not an accident. And deep down inside, everyone knows that. Everyone knows the earth is flat, but we're indoctrinated out of it. Okay. So people who fight it the hardest are the ones who deep down inside know it and are on the verge. Like how the anti-gay protesters are secretly gay? Yeah, yeah. Ted Haggard represent. Oh, yeah. So he says, we don't have any real pictures of Earth. I mean, why can't they produce just one picture of Earth? Just one. That's all we're asking. Now, here's an interesting counterpoint to that. I've seen hundreds of pictures of the Earth. Yeah, they make a fair point that many pictures of the Earth are doctored. They've been composited together from multiple satellite photos, maybe to remove clouds or maybe just to get a clear image or clean lines. Uh, yeah, enhance color so that you can see Pick the, out certain features. Right, right, right. See the oceans more clearly or something. But there are hundreds, nay, thousands of pictures of the Earth that have not gone through any kind of manipulation like that. Yeah, and there's I don't know a, what they're talking about with that claim. Yeah, I mean, I think they're thinking we've never seen a real one. They've all been CG. Okay, quote unquote, fine. But your opposition claims to have it. So you don't have a solid point here by saying they've never produced one. Not to your satisfaction, at least. Right. And there was also a really famous HD photo of Earth. In July of 2015, NASA came out with the best photo we have of Earth, the great HD photo that was on the Deep Space Climate Observatory satellite, the first view of the entire sunlit side of Earth from 1 million miles away. It's beautiful. You can find it on NASA.gov. They had a later slide that came up and it showed different photos of Earth across the years. The first from 1975, the most recent 2015. And it said the different brands of cameras that were used. So one's Polaroid, one's Pentax, one's Leica, one's Fujifilm. The 2015 one supposedly is an icon. And they all have just slightly different coloration. Some are more vivid, others less so. And the caption is, oh, that's why each photo is is different. The claim is that these are all just fake photos invented. So they've taken all these different photos where Earth is being seen from different angles. Because as you may realize, if you look at a ball from different angles, you will see different sides of that ball. So in some of these, South America will be in the middle of it. And some of them, Australia will be in the middle of it. And that's because it was taken from a different place. Right. From a different distance. Distance from the Earth, which makes a huge difference. Yep. Varying levels of cloud cover and different levels of enhancement of color. So he says, science is really an excuse for people to be stupid. They just tell you, read a physics book, dude. 
It's just an excuse to give up that search in life, moving toward the truth. Okay. <laughs> okay. Science should never be closed. It should be open to questions, he says. I agree. I think every scientist agrees. Correct. Um, (laughs) Thank you. He said the highlight of his life has been deciding not to believe something unless he can see it himself. But then he also says he's never seen the edge of Earth and doesn't know for certain that it has an edge. He said this at different points in his talk, but I just thought like, those are a little at odds. You won't believe anything you haven't seen yourself, but you haven't actually seen the flat Earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Good point. A lot of rambling about evidence, but we don't actually hear any he's just like you need evidence you need evidence but i'm not going to talk about it in this talk so that's why we lose against nasa they're willing to lie and manipulate but we're not okay we the flat earthers so then he mentions one of his videos is an open letter to trump asking him if he thinks space is fake that will be a true test of his honesty and or intelligence because of course space is fake i can't wait for his answer Uh, He says, no one watches the sunset and thinks, well, there you go. I'm falling backwards. Oh, oh, I see. That's kind of what we were referring to in a previous episode, just how intuitively it's hard to use that passive language when referring to the motion of the sun. Yeah, exactly. We say the sun sets, but in actuality, you're setting. You're (laughs) falling backwards away from the sun. But yeah, it's like no one thinks that when they see a sunset. So there you go. That's true. QED. He says, we all pay taxes to NASA, and it's a problem when you pay pay money to someone for them to lie to you. And then he says, don't get into an echo chamber. That's what science and peer review are. Don't let that happen to you. Peer review is all about just like one scientist saying, oh, you're so great and jacking off. Um, Hashtag Flat Earth Conference <laughs> 2017. <laughs> yeah. Not but, an echo chamber. Uh, Not a religious thing. He says the reason he didn't put things up on the screen, present evidence tonight, is because he wants other people to look it up themselves. We get it. We get it. You didn't have a talk. We get it. Oh, yeah. And he extends an invitation that I'll now extend to our listeners. He says, if you find something that actually looks like real space, send it to me. Okay, listeners, send it to him. Go ahead. How can they do that? They can go to jaronism.com slash contact. Do it. Send him your space photos. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He wants them. Help him do his research. He doesn't believe in shuttle launches. No surprise there. Says when the shuttles launch, they always smoke, go up, and then the screen changes. I think he means they cut back to control or something. Okay. But that makes him think that- Cut to some other footage. That makes him think that it's all fake. Yeah, he says everyone has an HD camera in their pockets, yet we don't have HD pictures of the Earth, which we do. And then he gives his mic drop moment. He says, hey, and NASA, we're shutting you down. It's over. Close up shop. And then he says that he hopes for NASA to be gone by the end of the year. It's November. (laughs) Yeah, it's in like a month. Then again, Trump did just pick Jim Bridenstine of Oklahoma to be the next leader of NASA, and he doesn't believe that humans are causing climate change. So, yeah, maybe it will go away. Jesus Christ. Maybe he'll be right. Uh, Okay, well, that was Jaron Campanella. Yay, Jaron, do your research. So that was it for those two talks. Exciting. I know. You learned so much. I learned so much. Both of those were so information dense. (laughs) Look for evidence. Experiment with things yourself. 
The Illuminati's real. Not a religious thing. <laughs> Not a religious thing. Hillary Clinton kills people. Um, <laughs> I forgot to tell you something about at our meetup yes. in the last couple episodes that I actually sat next to a woman who was a hypnotherapist who had gotten her training under Dolores Cannon. Whoa. From the Ozark Mountain UFO Conference. Exactly. Our listeners fame. may remember a little bit of family tree here. Ozark Mountain UFO Conference is now organized by her daughter, Julia Cannon. Mm-hmm. But Dolores kind of started the movement of using regressive hypnotherapy to, as she said, recover memories of being abducted. So people still use her methods to accidentally cause people to have bogus memories. And this woman next to me is trained in that, and that is her job. Did it have any connection to Flat Earth? Not really. That I was think incidental. that just opened her mind in general to all sorts of mashed potatoes. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to this conference. Yeah, yeah. Came back later, but for that moment, that was enough. Well, that worked out well because the first talk that I saw happened to be the very next one after that. Oh, perfect. But we've been prattling Uh, on for a while. Yeah, I'd love to hear about that, Ross, but I got to go about with my week. It is Thanksgiving coming up next week. I need to make some mashed potatoes. Wait, are mashed potatoes bad or good? I can't remember. Mashed potatoes are nonsense, but they're also mashed potatoes. Mashed potato. I can mash potato. When I was in middle school, I thought that that lyric was, I can masturbate. I, can, I really thought that. <laughs> and then one of my, I said something about it to one of my church youth leaders, like, that song, like, I can't believe so many people just play it. It's got that line about <laughs> masturbation. And she was like, what? <laughs> to explain. It's mashed potato and it's a dance. That's hilarious. I love the thought of the contours just singing. I, I can, can masturbate. What <laughs> <laughs> was the twist a term for something you do while masturbating it, no i just realized like oh those are dances it got really pristine after that yeah <laughs> sure the twist we all know what the twist is but he masturbates and then does the twist come on this song do you like it like this no i don't <laughs> This is weird. So uh, so we'll be back in our next episode to tell you about the rest of the Flat Earth Convention. We sure will. And until then, our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our producer and co-editor is Ian Kramer. And you can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Leave us a positive review on iTunes. Help other people find us. Leave us a negative review on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> And find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash onrack, O-N-R-A-C. We'll post videos. We'll post pictures. We'll post links to Jaronism. Whatever you want from us, we'll post it there. Join us, like us, and remember. People need to really take the time to look into satellites, for instance, just as an example. That Yeah, we're told satellites exist. We're told what they do. And if I say they don't exist and somebody makes a video and says, well, right here, you can go to this website and it says right here the satellites exist and what they do, that those, those people are not realizing what I'm saying. And I, I thank you guys for being the ones that do understand what I'm saying, that if it's a deception, well, then, you know, no shit, Sherlock. If you go check out a web page that's about satellites, then you're not going to find the deception there. It needs to be <laughs> a more a more robust research experience to where <laughs> and it's it's something that people just don't do they don't demand proof of things that we're told 
Yeah, exactly. You know, Bill Nye, who tells us, you know, why don't tell flat earthers to go take a picture of the edge? And I tell Bill Nye, uh, why are you teaching something for 100 years that you don't have a picture of the earth? You know, that's the problem, is that we shouldn't be asked to find a picture of the edge when we're not saying we know there's an edge. We're not saying we know where that edge is. But you're telling us that you know exactly down to the millimeter where every piece of land is, how the earth operates, how it spins, how it orbits, how big the sun is. And yet we don't have a picture of the earth. What's up? I'm James, the co-host of Minority Corner. And look at that! the other co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode. What? And what do you think is going to be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm telling you, I'm We'll probably do more investigative reporting, too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig, have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like marvel it's true that's it (laughs) (laughs) i don't speak about tc (laughs) but you just did all from a perspective that's black queer and ladylike so come on over and learn laugh and play and join the corner it's a lot of fun i'm having fun right now (laughs) (laughs) minority corner maximumfun.org comedy and culture artist owned listener supported